Welcome, and thank you for joining this week's podcast with the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams. With great insight, the Archbishop uncovers the enemy's strategies to prevent us from fulfilling our dominion mandate. Discover the prayers, scriptures, and understanding you need to overcome the enemy's devices. You can uncover deeper truths on spiritual warfare with the Archbishop's book, Power Behind the Scenes. Buy your copy today at ndwministries.org. Know today that this is God's word of revelation for you. Be restored as you listen. Second Corinthians 2 Corinthians 2.11 I want to talk about who bewitched you. Turn to somebody and say who bewitched you. Yeah. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices. Again, reading everybody on the screen. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. It stands to reason that Satan can have advantage over you. And when somebody has advantage over you, it means that that individual has power over you. Yeah. So the enemy can have power over you mentally. Emotionally, bodily, spiritually, can have power over you in different ways, manner, and areas of life. He can have power over you when you are ignorant of his devices. And one of the tricks of the enemy is to keep us ignorant of the reality of the spiritual world. Yeah. You can be educated, intellectually sound and sophisticated and be spiritually ignorant yeah. you can have eyes and still be blind Jesus said eyes have they but they see not that ears have they but they hear not and let him that have ears to hear hear what the spirit is saying to the churches so there is a physical ear and a physical eyes and a spiritual one and you can see physically and be spiritually blind to the reality of the spiritual world. And we have substitute education for spirituality. And we use, we substitute psychology today for discernment. And organization, planning, order, excellence for the supernatural. We've moved away from spirituality. And we have ways to justify why we are more organized. Have it all together. Make our services so nice and so impressive and beautiful. Only to be in the good books of men. And to be able to have the numbers without transformation. But I don't want numbers without transformation. I want numbers with transformation. I want to see people transform. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Say yes. We are not ignorant of his devices, lest he gains advantage. And Satan has advantage over a lot of churches and individual believers cities, families, community, nations because we are ignorant of his devices and his strategy is to keep you and I ignorant of his devices and make us believe that everything is fine, everything is okay make us to be passive towards him why he is aggressive and violent towards us for the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffers violent and the violent take it by force. Lift up your hands, talk to God for one minute. Everybody just talk to God, pray in other tongues. Amen. I want you to write down some things. The meaning of bewitchment from the Greek word is fascinate. Fascinate or charm. 
fasten it or charm. Please write down these words. To charm a person using satanic power. To charm a person, a nation, a church, a community through satanic power. To put a person, a nation, a church, a city under a spell by satanic power. A church, a people, a nation, a community under a spell by satanic power. The act, please write down, the act of being misled or misguided or being compelled to walk in error, in error. The purpose of bewitchment, number one, is to kill you, to steal from you and to destroy your destiny. The purpose of bewitchment is to kill to steal and to destroy a nation, an individual, a church, a city, or a community. Who can be bewitched? An individual, a believer or an unbeliever. A church can be bewitched. A city can be bewitched. A nation can be bewitched. A community can be bewitched. Leaders, Kings can be bewitched. I want you to look at the effect of bewitchment. Bishop Obodai. Number one. They operate under evil control. Evil control. You can be a believer and be bewitched and come under an evil control and an evil influence. There's a friend of mine he was here a few years ago. He was an archbishop of a big organization in America, known all over the world. They found him dead. He took a pistol and shot himself. I think he was David Exin or so. Yeah. And a good man. It cannot make sense why somebody of that kind and type and caliber. I struggled with it for so many years. I didn't understand. Until I saw the scriptures I'm going to give to you. And you realize that the devil is not the respecter of persons. It doesn't matter who you are. If you don't understand that this is a daily walk. And you can be bewitched. And the enemy can fool you. So that on daily basis, it's a daily dependence on God. And taking your cross and following God. And putting aside self-confidence and arrogance. And thinking that you have all the answers. And you know God. And you know the scripture. I will show you as we go along. People in the Bible who had this familiarity with God. And thought they knew God and the scriptures. And I mean, God can't do things without them. And how they were destroyed. And cut off prematurely because of arrogant and self-confidence. Took a pistol and shot himself. You can say whatever you want to say about him. But it is hereafter that you will understand what really happened. And a lot of these things are bewitchment. Papa Hagin told us something that happened in his days. A pastor with a mega church in America had the wife who sang like an angel that when he, she sang she won the heart of everybody and it was like heaven would come down into the service and Satan visited her and gave her a revelation and told her that you you are being misled you are being used you are being taken advantage of you are being exploited you, can, you are better than this you can become a household name if you do this and do that Come up with your own record. You'll be all over the place. You'll become a multi-millionaire. And the devil bewitched her. Deceived her. Misled her. She was misguided by casting a spell on her. And for whatever reason, she wasn't able to shake it off. And she started singing for Satan. Singing in the nightclubs. Singing in the theaters all over the place. 
she became famous and huge and big, making money. And one time, the husband kept praying, praying. And one time, the husband went to the Lord. And the Lord said, stop praying for her. I will not answer you anymore. She has crossed a line. And that was it. It wasn't long she got ill and she died. The Lord said, stop praying. She's crossed a line with me. You see, I know we all love God. How many of you love the Lord? Give me a wave. You love the Lord. I believe you. I believe you love the Lord. But whether you fear the Lord is another matter. Yeah, it's another matter. It's, a, it's one thing to love the Lord. It's another thing to fear the Lord. And what bewitchment does is to bewitch you to the point where you don't fear God anymore. Because the enemy empowers you to justify wrong. And wrong is wrong. Sin is sin. You can't justify wrong. You have to take personal responsibility before God and say, God, I know I've erred. I know I'm wrong. And I need your help. I need you to help me. David was a man after God's own heart. And one of the things you be careful in the way we define or diagnose individual problems and how we think God should deal with people, we have to be very careful because the way God deals with you is different from the way he deals with me. I'm telling you. That's why Saul made one mistake and God finished with him. God said, I'm through with Saul. And Samuel, the prophet, interceded and interceded and God said, don't go there. Don't even pray for Saul. Don't intercede. I will not answer your prayers. I've made up my mind. I'm through with Saul. And David committed premeditated adultery and premeditated murder. And yet God said, David is a man after my heart. I don't understand that. To me, it's partiality. But who am I to question the justice of God? Because he said, my ways are not your ways. Neither am I taught your thoughts. For as the heavens are above the earth, so are my thoughts and my way above yours. David went to eat so bread and he went free. God wouldn't do him anything. And, and, and yet after all that David did, God had the audacity to say that if my covenant with the day and the night cannot be broken, then let not my covenant with my servant David be broken. Hey, what makes a man so connected to God that God can go to the extent to say that if my covenant with the night and the day cannot be broken, then my covenant with my servant David cannot be broken. It's very scary. Very, very scary. So we have to be very careful in working with God, it requires a lot of humility. Yeah, a lot of humility. Because your covenant with God is different from mine with God. So God may deal with one in a way different than the way he deals with another. David was not just a king. David was a king. He was a prophet. And he was a priest. He occupied three offices. A king. A king. In the days of Jesus, they call David. Jesus was the son of David. A king, a son of a king. Came from the bloodline of Judah. David was a prophet and he was also a, pray, a priest. So he can eat show bread with priest do it and God won't touch him and you try and go and touch it and you will not go unpunished a guy tried to help when the ark of the covenant was falling and God killed him he was trying to help God and God said you can't help me you are not anointed to carry the ark of the covenant so stay away from it this thing is very scary, no? Yeah. Bishop, go ahead. Write down these points. Number two, they move away from Christ. They move away. I'll show you a scripture. 
that you can be full of the Holy Ghost. You can be anointed by God and move away from God. Move away from fellowshipping with the brethren. Move away from church and fall away and backslide. I'll show you scripture to scare you. And if we don't watch some of these teachings, Satan can invade the church and take over. Yeah. And we will be perfected in the flesh and running beautiful service. The choir singing spiritual hymns and songs. Dress nicely like our choir is dressed. Yeah. Beautiful atmosphere. But we are perfected in the flesh. We have been bewitched. Walking in error. A woman died. Before she died, everybody knew her to be poor. She was depending on the church to take care of her. She was a single mother. When she died, they find out that she was a millionaire. She had so much money stored up. She didn't have a will. So over 20% of the money went to government. The rest went to her children. And none of her children served the Lord, but they were born in the church. They had all gone wayward. They didn't want to have anything to do with the church. And God had blessed her to bless the church. And none of the money she had went to the church. She kept it safe, acting poor all her life. What makes one do that? Anything you can't make sense of as a spiritual man, I've come to the conclusion that it's a bewitchment. And I'll show you scriptures to support it. When people know that something is wrong, and they still do it. A woman, a pastor's wife, head pastor's wife, left the husband and married a very wealthy man in the same church. And the man also left his wife and married the head pastor's wife and the two of them left the church. You can interpret it and diagnose it any way you want to. It's your problem. It's not mine. Please go ahead. Number three, they ignore good counsel. They ignore good counsel. Good counsel. They make you an enemy. They make anybody that will give them good counsel an enemy. Yeah. And they rather make them to become friends with those who will lead them on to destruction. They make them make friends or people who will ill advise them and make those who will counsel them to walk in the path of truth and light enemies. A couple came to see me the other day and said, Papa, I don't know what I've done to my daughter. I sold things and educated this girl. Done everything for her. You should see the way she treats me and talks to me as her father. She has no regard and respect for me. And you should see the people she listens to. And I told him, it's not her. You are the target. They are coming after what you love the most to hurt you. So overlook her and pray for her. It's not her. She's under a spell. It's a bewitchment. Yeah. The enemy can bewitch those you love the most. People you love the most. Deploy them to hurt you. Yeah. We all have children. Sometimes you see your children act in a way and you ask yourself, what did I do wrong? I was telling them in the first service that there are so many things and deep things you can't even teach in the church because this generation is not ready for truth and is not ready for illumination and enlightenment. We're a generation that is used to the surface. We are moved by what we see. We are not moved by depths anymore. And I was talking about mixed seed, mixed garment, and mixed streams. And how the Bible says that thou shalt not yoke the ox, the cow, with a donkey. Because you are dealing with two different DNAs. 
And it is believed that you can't mix certain blood types. And spiritually, all truth is parallel. There are some DNAs when you mix it together, you are creating monster and a problem. The Bible said, a man left the house of Levi and went and married a woman from the house of Levi. And they produced or gave birth to a goodly child. To a goodly child. Then the Bible said, a sower went to sow. And when men slept, an enemy came to sow what? Tears. And the servant said, Master, did you not sow a good seed? What happened? And the master said, an enemy has done this. An enemy has done this. What has the enemy done? So tears among the wheat. So at harvest, you see tears and wheat together. So if a DNA you shouldn't have slept with and have children with, when that happens, you find two personality. We call it split personality in your children. Because you are dealing with DNAs and blood types that shouldn't have been mixed and shouldn't have come together. Mixed seed, mixed garment, mixed stream, tears and wheat joined together. I was telling them in the first service that the things I teach in this church, you can't find it in a book. You can't. Yeah. You can't find it in a book. There are things that comes to me by inspiration. And it also comes to me through my personal adversities and the afflictions of life. And my quest, test, and pursuit of revelation to make sense of things I can't make sense of. And I struggle with on a daily basis. And I said, Lord, I need to make sense of this to help others. Bewitchment. Go ahead. They get involved in errors and do the wrong things. They, are all, they always err and they do wrong things. I was telling them at the first service, sometimes I say, God, how come I'm helping other people's children, praying for other people's children, and things are happening, and what is happening to my own? Yeah. That is how the enemy works. To make you doubt and question God. And make you doubt your own message. And stop you from preaching the truth. Yeah. But you got to come to a place. When you know. That your faith is built on nothing else. But on Jesus blood and righteousness. My faith is built on nothing else. But Jesus' blood and righteousness I dare not trust the sweetest thing But only on Jesus' name On Christ the Son, the Lord I stand Enforce error. 
and lies. Go ahead. They experience continuous confusion of mind. Continuous confusion in their mind. Mental bombardment and torture and torment, harassment and buffeting mentally. They are not sound in mind. They've been programmed to be that way. They are under a spell. They are bewitched to self-destruct and to self-sabotage. All forms of addiction is believed to be bewitchment. Yeah, all forms of addiction. That's why they call pharmacies. Pharmacies. They sell drugs. Pharmacies. And medication. Pharmacia. Sorcery. Witchcraft. That's what it means. Pharmacia. Pharmacies. Sorcery. Witchcraft. Divination. Go ahead. The continuous confusion of mind shows forth in four areas. One, fatigue. Fatigue. They are always tired. Fatigue is a form of bewitchment. Go ahead. Two, anxiety. Anxiety. Anxious for nothing. And the Bible says, be careful for nothing. But in everything, with prayer, supplication, and giving of thanks, let your request be made known unto God. Then shall the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Anxious over nothing. Even when there is no problem, they create a problem. Go ahead. See, it shows in distress. Distress. Stress out. Always stress out. Go ahead. And then for loss of self-control. Come control or master themselves or their emotions or their thinking or their thought patterns. Their mind, their thought is all over the place. Their emotions are all over the place. Emotional turmoil. Emotional instability. Emotional storms. When they are angry, they are uncontrollable. They will break the plate, break the fork, break the spoon, break the knife, break the glasses, break the television, break windows, break doors. Just have an anointing of breaking things. Until the thing lifts, they will break everything and break every human being. And take stone and go to the car park and break the screams of the car and everything. Break the doors. Then after they apologize and they cry. But they will do it again. They can't help it. It's a deliverance issue. It's not counseling. It's not counseling. It's a deliverance issue. Sometimes couples come to me in my office. And they are pointing finger at one another. And you can feel the tension. And after five minutes of hearing them. You are weary and you are tired. And you want to run away. I know you haven't met that kind of anointing before. Yeah. I feel like running. Taking off. When the Bible says flee. I want to flee. But I can't see my way out. I'm trapped. And I have to say, let us pray. And they say, no, 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 Papa. This is not time to pray. You have to listen. And I said, no, I can't listen anymore. Because if I listen, I'll be contaminated. I've heard enough. And one prayer I have to pray. Father, I curse and quench the strange fire between the husband and the strange fire. An evil flame. And after you deal with the strange fire and evil flame, then you say, Amen. Yeah. Then I'll send them to Bishop Obodai to go for counseling. That is the only way the counseling will work. If you don't quench that strange fire, the counseling won't work. And all of them are right. Nobody is wrong. The wife is right. The husband is right. The husband is wrong and the, ma the woman is wrong. And sometimes to parents and you will see children pointing finger at their mother and at their father accusing their father and their mother. You sit there and look at it. You say, eh. And sometimes I have to tell them, you, you think you know better than your father. One day, you also become a father and a mother and your children will do worse things to you than this. And I have to say that to put the fear of God in them. Then they get quiet. And they are looking at me. Angry. I can tell they are angry with me. 
because of what I've said. They don't want, they don't want anybody who will tell them truth. They want somebody who will say, yeah, they are right. They are right. Today, psychologists will call for family counseling. And children will sit before psychologists and whatever therapists. And you see children accusing their father and their mother. And the therapist will say, you have to take note. You have to listen to what your child is saying. That is the only way you can fix the problem. And you know that that child is talking. I didn't see anything. So you put whatever you want to put there. I said, the child is talking. Yeah, that's all I said. Yeah, you diagnose it yourself. And make the prescription. We went for some counseling with one of my children. And after a while, I said to Rosa, I'm not going for any counseling anymore. I said, this is not making, I'm not going to sit down for some small boy who has learned psychology to come and subject me to psychology and pretend then sitting down there, your child is sitting there, she's saying, they are saying things you can't even remember and things that never happened, but the enemy is giving them pictures that it happened. And you are and say, apologize, apologize. And you say, I apologize. Say it again, I apologize. I'm not apologizing. I'm not saying it. And I'm not going for any counseling. Children are controlling parents today. Yeah. They threaten parents. I was talking to a man the other day and he said the son this is a man of God he said the son was on drugs and went to break into somebody's house and the police arrested him and when he went to bail the son you know what the son said he said I don't want to be bailed I want to go to prison so get out of here yeah he said he said the heart was broken that the son said, don't bail me. I don't want to go home with you. I don't want to be bailed. I want to go to prison. And he said, Papa, what is that? And I said, bewitchment. Bewitchment. You are looking at me. Bewitchment. Let's go ahead. Let's look the at other something. effects of bewitchment. Continuous accidents. Continuous accident. Accident prone. Walking on the stairs, sleep and fall, break your leg. Sleep and fall in the bathroom, in the kitchen, in the bedroom. Yeah. I've been there before. I dealt with the situation. And after the Lord said, there will be reactions and retaliations. I went to bed one night. And I got up from bed. I was going to use the restroom and I slept in my own bedroom and I broke my leg. And I went to the hospital, they did an x-ray and they said, you've broken three areas of your leg. You have to be in POP for six weeks. And I had a major service going on. I had to come to church with crutches and a POP. If those of you will remember. And I was sitting down ministering with my leg in a POP. Then I went to London because they weren't fixing the thing here. After six weeks, my leg was still in the POP. I was still using the crutches. I went to London. And when I got to London, I went. A friend of mine took me to Harley Street. And they said they have to operate on my leg. They have to do a surgery, go into death, fix the bones. And I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, if it's a retaliation, then it's on you. You have to fix it. Yeah. And I anointed my leg that night. The next day I went, they did an x-ray and the leg was healed. And I threw away my crutches and I came back to Ghana walking no crutches. But when I was going to, to London, I, I went to London with crutches and people saw me on the plane with crutches. And they say, Archbishop, Archbishop, what happened? I almost said to them, mind your own business. But I couldn't say, I have to be nice. Yeah. 
I fell. Hey! Archbishop, you fell. Where? What happened? I said I fell. Can you just keep quiet? Why do you have to why do I have to give you the details? Are you my lord? Am I answerable to you? Busy body, why don't you just leave me alone? Yeah. I came back with some of those same people. Hey, Archbishop, where's your crutches? They weren't expecting me to come back without crutches. I was walking, no crutches. You will walk without crutches in the name of Jesus. Number eight, loss of income. Loss of income, financial losses. You are always losing money, make investments, wrong investment. Sometimes it looks very good, but it's a programming thing to siphon your money. And it looks so good. I've been there. Projects where it looks so good, you get excited about it. You go take money, you invest, only to find out that it was a setup. You will not be set up in the name of Jesus. Go ahead. Loss of reputation. Uh -huh. Loss of reputation. Scandalization and stigmatization. Scandalize you. Stigmatize you. Give you a bad reputation. Set you up and frame you. And implicate you. And spread a reputation. A bad one about you in town. I've been there before. I've been there. When somebody came to sit down with me and told me that a lot of the things we write about you, it's coming from some other preachers in town. Yeah. Preachers who operate by sorcery, who are diviners, magicians that have become men of God. And are afraid and worried about your influence and your punches. So they have to do something to discredit you. And to look better and to look good. Yeah. One time I was in America. A few months ago. And the Lord woke me up early in the morning. And said. They've sent your picture to a shrine. And they are casting spells on your picture. And they are using divination. And enchantment over your picture. Get up. And take divine immunity and deal with it. A few hours after one of my sons going to say. Papa. They've taken your pictures to some places. I say, I know. He said, how did you? I said, the Lord told me. I know. And I said, I take divine immunity. And I send prayers. To wherever they've taken my picture. Under the sun. And in the underworld region. To the regions of the sea. I command the boomerang. Of enchantment and divinations. And incantations. Over my picture. Whatever spells and rituals. They are casting on my pictures. And on the pictures of my children and my household. Let there be a boomerang. And let the angels descend on them. And I say oh God. To whom vengeance belongs. You said vengeance is yours. You will repay. I appeal to the God of vengeance. Show forth thyself. Oh God of vengeance. Shine forth. Psalm 94 verse 1 and 2 Psalm 94 verse 1 and 2 And he turned He turned O Lord God, oh Lord To whom vengeance belongeth O God to whom vengeance belongeth Show thyself Let the God of vengeance shine forth on your behalf That after today Let the God of vengeance shine forth on your behalf And let those who devise your head And your demise let them not escape the sword of the Lord. Let them not go unpunished. In the name of Jesus. I was praying the other day. And the Lord said. Command my sword to go to town. And he said. Command the sword. Not to rest. And not to hold his peace. Until there is a massacre. And an onslaught. In the camp of the enemy. Say oh sword of the Lord. Hold not thy peace. Yeah. Hold not thy peace. One of the tricks of the enemy is to get the church to believe that. <laughs> if you slap me on the left side as you give the right side, you don't understand what Jesus was saying. 
you are quoting out of context. Yeah. Because Jesus himself said, what have I done to you? Why, why, why did you slap me? Why? Jesus questioned. If you want to go around and let people slap you, do it. That is your interpretation. My interpretation is different. The Bible says, give and it shall be given. Yeah. giving than receiving so if you want to receive, receive but I want to be a giver and not a receiver uh -huh. that's all I said you can interpret it any way you want to interpret it, but I believe in giving than receiving you can look at me any way you want to look at me yeah. you go around and let people give you this is, this is New Testament for it is an unrighteous thing and it is evil for God to trouble them that trouble you. It's evil. It's what? Righteous. Is it in the Bible? For who to trouble them that trouble you? Who? God. Too many good people are destroyed because of wrong doctrines, wrong belief system. Go ahead, Bishop. Number 10, loss of position. And then people lose their office and their position in life. Through bewitchment, you are compelled to walk in error, to err. A bank manager came to see me some time ago and said, Papa, I don't know what happened to me. I knew that that person wasn't qualified for the loan. I was one, and yet I gave him the loan. And as soon as I gave him the loan, he packed his things and he left the city and he went somewhere else. And I've done everything to recover the money. And it's not coming. And when he met him, he told him, you are a fool. You shouldn't have given me the money. Yeah, he said, didn't you know that I won't pay? I gave you a collateral, sell it. And he gave him a collateral. But the collateral, if he sold it, is not enough to recover the money. He said, I gave you. You said he wanted the collateral. I gave it to you. So why are you chasing me? You have a collateral. Go sell it. But for God and prayers, he almost lost his job. And later on, he found out that that guy had that reputation of going around and he didn't know what he was using. He could get banks to give him all kinds of monies and won't pay. Bewitchment. I'll show you a scripture to blow your mind. And I know that for you, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I know that. Yeah. I know no weapon formed against you shall prosper. But Paul said, we are not ignorant of his devices. Less. He gains advantage over us. And there are ways you can be bewitched. I'll give you a few points as Bishop, before Bishop continues. Number one, you can be bewitched by sex. Sex. Yeah. The strongest man that ever lived. You know these Samsonite suitcases, eh? His name was used. His name was Samson. The strongest man that ever lived. He was bewitched by a woman. And the sad thing was that he knew that the woman was bewitched, was assigned to destroy him. And the woman proved it to him over and over and over again that she was on assignment to destroy him. And yet the Bible said she persuaded him. What's the other word to you? The Bible used. She pressed him pressure day after day after day after day until listen to what the Bible says. I'll show it to you. Not today, next week. He said, until she vexed his soul unto death. And he told her all his heart and the Bible said when she knew that she he had told her all her heart she sent a word to the lords of the Philistines that I have him now send your best men to come 
is finished. What makes a man so strong, so anointed by the jaw of an ass can kill a thousand skillful soldiers and by his empty hand kill a lion and yet can handle, can hand, cannot handle little Delilah. Bewitchment. And you should see how she pressurized him. The Bible says, day after day after day after day. Hear me. Delilah is not a woman. No. Delilah is a spirit. Yeah. Delilah is anything that you can override, can deal with, can master, can handle. Delilah can be alcohol, it can be cigarette, it can be nicotine, it can be drugs, it can be any kind and anything that controls you and takes you away from the path of God and causes you to err and to compromise conscience and truth. Delilah is a spirit. Yeah. She kept on pressurizing. The Bible says, day after day, until he vexed his soul unto death. And after the Bible said, and she put his head on her knees. Or another one say, on her thigh. On her thigh. Where is your head lying? Some of you put your head everywhere. Samson put his head on a tie of a Delilah. And he didn't wake up again. He lost his vision, lost his dream, lost his sight, lost his power, compromised his destiny, and died prematurely. What makes a man go to that extent of knowing that they are going to kill you and you have opportunity to run and yet you decide not to run you know that yeah. it's bewitchment but these are things the church won't teach because the church wants to teach on all the nice things three steps in taking possession of your possession seven steps in dispossessing the enemy eight steps in taking hold of your inheritance 20 steps in dealing with the adversary and removing his defenses and fortresses and stronghold and walking in victory and in triumph so there are believers and we don't want to speak truth anymore we, we, we have learned how to cover everything, make everything look nice. Yeah. We want very nice preaching. Some of the things I'm preaching, there are some of you who are very uncomfortable. You are very uncomfortable because you want me to polish it and, and ice cream it. And put, you know when you finish all those, your dessert, those things you put around it, what do you call it? Cream. What cream? With cream. Whatever. They put some cream on it. Criminalize the thing. And whatever. Call it all names. Amen. Yeah. This kind of preaching is too raw. So you sit down there. You feel very uncomfortable. But I'm telling you that a lot of you, you've been bewitched. There was this lady. They were from Pennsylvania. The husband and the wife. And I used to cover them. And the husband was overweight. And I could tell that the guy would die. I could tell. I could sense that this guy is going to die. And there was things he shouldn't do that he kept doing. And there were things he was told to do to lose weight so he would live. He, he struggled to do the things he had to do to live. And I told the wife he would die. I mean, that was insensitive. I wasn't being sensitive. But eventually he died. And she was my spiritual daughter. And I knew the guy would die. It was recently I understood that there was a strong possibility that the guy was bewitched and he, wonder, he was under a spell. And the kind of fight that took place when he died by the family 
I cannot understand that somebody cast a spell and did everything for him not to do the right thing that he will end up dying. So that whole fight in that family over property will come up. Because somebody had died and had left a lot of property and he was controlling everything. Since my father died and made me whatever you call it of his will. I have fought all kinds of strange battles. There was a time there was this property of my father. And some of my siblings came to me and said, why don't you buy it? And I could have raised the money to buy it. And the Lord said, don't even go there. Don't go there. It's a setup. If you touch that land, you will see things that will happen that shouldn't happen. Walk away from it. So I told them, no, I'm not interested. I don't want it. So it was sold to somebody. I know the person who bought it. And I passed there all the time. And I see the land. I didn't touch the Lord said, don't touch it. It's a setup. And even though I didn't buy the land, the kind of words that went around that I've cast my eyes on that property and I want it and everything. I was so shocked. I could not believe it. At the time, I didn't understand why the Lord said, don't touch it, don't buy it, stay away from it. And I pass there all the time and I see all those properties from my father. I'm part of it. And the Lord said, walk away from it. Because you are dealing with 36 brothers and sisters with different mothers. Different energies and different currents. So don't go there with being an archbishop. He that is born of God keepeth himself and the wicked one cannot touch him. Keep yourself. Believe God for your own. So I believe God for my own. And I've learned to keep myself. And to stay away from matters above my head. And I will not quote scripture, say no weapon from against me. No weapon. Go, you go. The Holy Spirit tells you don't touch it. Then you are, you are telling the Holy Ghost who wrote the scriptures. Holy Ghost, no weapon from against me shall prosper. Holy Ghost, don't you know that no weapon from against me shall prosper? Yeah. yeah. I, know, I know somebody here. She was going to a dinner. And the Holy Ghost told her, don't eat. The Holy Ghost said, don't eat. And she ate. She was like this to death. Yeah. I went out some time ago with Rosa to a very important place. And when the people in the kitchen cooking came out to greet us and I saw them, the Holy Ghost said, don't eat this food, though. So I told Rosa, I'm not eating the food though. She said, what is wrong with you? You have to respect protocol. All these people on the table here, you can't say you're not going to eat. Though. And I said, I'm fasting. <laughs> then she said, you are lying. I said, I said, when Abraham said, Sarah was the sister. He had divine immunity and exemption. I'm going to claim that exemption and immunity. Under these circumstances, it's not a lie. God knows what I'm dealing with. So, I didn't eat the food. <laughs> I won't tell you what happened to those who ate it. The Bible says, for as many as are led by the Holy Spirit are the mature children of God. Tell someone, be led by the Holy Spirit. Be led by the Holy Spirit. You see, that's why Jesus, for three years, he refused to do anything and Jesus kept saying, my time has not yet come. My time has not yet come. My time has not yet come. What was he waiting for? He was waiting on the Holy Spirit. And after he finished, when he was leaving, he told the apostles, I walk on the sea and you saw it. I raised the dead and you were there. I cleansed the lepers and you experience it. I perform wonders and miracles and you saw it. But he said, all that is not enough. 
tarry in Jerusalem and wait till the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And when he comes, he will show you things to come. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no substitute for the Holy Ghost. Hear me. As much as organization is critical and it's important and systems are important and administration and order and excellence is important. Let me tell you something. None of those things can take the place of the Holy Spirit. We have become so organized that we have organized. We organize the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Do you hear what I said? We organize the Holy Spirit. And we tell the Holy Ghost what he can do and what he can't do in the church. Yeah. The Holy Ghost. We guide the Holy Ghost. We tell the Holy Ghost what he can do. The Bible said, let him that has ears to hear, hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to the churches. Apart from bewitching people by sex, they can also bewitch you by food. The Bible said in the book of Revelation 2, it talks about Jezebel. Check the verse. And he said, I have this thing against you, that you have allowed that woman, Jezebel, who calls herself prophetess, self-appointed prophetess, number one, to teach in my church, teach false doctrines, legalism, do's and don'ts, can do this, you can't do this. That's why the Bible said we were not saved by law or the works of the law, we're saved by faith. Then the Bible said, who feed my servants with food dedicated to idols and cause my servant to commit fornication after they've been fed with food committed to idols, contaminated food, food that carries demonic unctions and satanic anointing and residues. So when you eat those food, your body begins to feel some things satanic injections you start feeling some things when you see the opposite sex because you have been injected then, Revelation 2 220 look at Revelation notwithstanding I have a few look things. at Revelation 220 look at it I have a few things against thee uh -huh. because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel uh -huh. look at which it. calleth herself a, a prophetess uh -huh. to teach and to seduce my servants uh -huh. to commit fornication uh -huh. And to eat things sacrificed unto idols. Yeah. Food sacrificed to idols. So you can be bewitched by food. Yeah. Me, I don't eat everywhere. You can call me anything you want to call me. Papa, eat, eat. I'm fasting. I'm on a special diet. Yeah. I don't care what you call me. Yeah. There's somebody seated here. Went somewhere and ate somewhere she shouldn't have ate. And I was in my office praying on Wednesday. And the Lord said, call so, so and so. Something is going on. And when she came to see me, <laughs> the devil had taken over. And I said, why did you eat there? Why did you eat that food? You see what the devil has done to us. Eh? He subjected us to reasoning. So that everything is sense, sense, sense. But the spiritual world don't make sense. Doesn't make sense. That's why we have to be guided and led and driven by the Holy Spirit. Everybody say Holy Spirit. Yeah. The difference between our churches and the Orthodox churches is the Holy Spirit. But we, we all use the same Bible. Same microphone. But it's the Holy Spirit that makes the difference. He will show you things to come. He will guide you into all truth. Are you hearing me, somebody? And the trick of the enemy is to get us to ignore the warnings of the Holy Spirit and walk with our senses. And if you walk with your senses, the devil is smarter and intelligent than you. Go ahead, Bishop. And we also have affliction with diseases and pain as an effect of bewitchment. Affliction with diseases and diseases pain. and what pain always in pain pain here pain there left eye in pain nose in pain shoulder in pain joint in pain 
Yeah, all the time. It's high-level bewitchment under a spell being manipulated. Continuous evil. Every time something wrong is happening, those are spells and bewitchment. And, and, and Paul faced it, called it a buffeting spirit. Go ahead, quickly. The finally, isolation from the brethren. First John 1, 7. First John 1, 7. To isolate you from the brethren and, and cause you to walk in the company of people who will help you to be destroyed. Yeah. Sometimes you will see your children with people who they shouldn't move with. You look at those kids and you don't understand why they are befriending those kids. And those are the people they want to deal with. And the children and families they should be with that will help them. They will never be with them. Yeah. Sometimes they fall in love with Satan's children. Is, that the, is this the only girl you can, be, you can fall in love with? And the only man? Yes. I'm in love. You are in what? man of God was talking to me the other day about her daughter. She's been here before. She was sitting here. Born in the church. Raised up in the church. Very prophetic. Full of the Holy Spirit. Falling in love with some strange guy. With some strange belief and religion. Doesn't make sense. Broke the heart of the father and the mother. And won't listen to anything. And I told the father, I said, this one is bewitchment. It's a fight over the next generation. Let me show you one scripture and I'll close. We'll continue on Wednesday our communion service and next week Sunday. Then I will show you the prescription to bewitchment. Yeah. First we'll look at the diagnosis. We'll diagnose it. It's part of what we are doing. Then I will give you the prescription to bewitchment. Because you can be sitting in the church and be bewitched. Yeah. You've been bewitched. You are under a spell. Your belief system is wrong. Your doctrine is wrong. And you are straight. They couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. Yeah, they couldn't. They knew the truth, but they won't do it. They knew about Titan, supporting the ministry, fast food, you name it, everything. But they won't do it. I was telling you the first service that in the Old Testament, people prayed and fasted. There was praise, there was worship, there was healing, communion, baptism, laying off of hands. All these things are repeated in the New Testament. Communion, praise, worship, name it. They are all in the New Testament. But believers and Christians will always isolate tithing to Old Testament and accept every other thing and say Titan is Old Testament. Yet the Bible says all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and it is profitable to the believer and yet we will isolate one thing to Old Testament because we don't want to obey it. We have been bewitched not to walk in that truth. Go ahead. Listen to something. Before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth. You were witnesses. You have evidence and proof. Go ahead. And been crucified among you. Uh-huh. This only would I learn of you. Mm -hmm. Receive ye the spirit by the works of the law uh -huh. or by the hearing of faith. Go ahead. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit. So I... they were spiritual. They were full of the Holy Ghost. These were spiritual people, not carnal people. Spiritual people. The Bible said, let him that thinketh he stands, take heed lest he fall. In the Lord, it's not about being overconfident. So. No, 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 no. Is daily dependence on God and humility. Yeah. Not argument. Yeah. Not familiarity with God, but humility. Go ahead. Are you now made perfect by the flesh? Yeah. You began in the spirit. So these are spiritual people who gave up spirituality for carnality. They decided to walk away from the Holy Spirit and became perfect in the flesh. And it can happen to anybody. I'm telling you. You know, many years ago, there was a guy called James Jones or so. Jim Jones, eh? 
he was bewitched. And his whole church was bewitched through him. And he carried a number of people from America to Guyana. Yeah. And through the power of bewitchment, got them all to drink poison. And he also drank poison and killed everybody, including himself. He died with them. You can say whatever you want to say. He began well, but he went off. And you can go off. Through bewitchment, you can go off. Bishop Oboda will tell you. There was this prophet. Before he married, he could hear the voice of God so clear. With details like Ananias was told by God. Go to the gate called straight. There is a guy called Saul. He's in a certain house. He's blind. He seeth you coming to lay hands on him. And he receiveth his sight and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he's praying. Details. This guy, after he married, when he heard the Lord speaking, he'll hear another voice telling him something else. So he was hearing two voices. And sometimes he will miss it and say the second thing. And people will say, no, 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 this guy is off. He wasn't off. He has been bewitched. And through the bewitchment, he was missing truth and he was walking in error. The church in Galatia, they were spiritual people. And Paul said, who bewitch you not to walk in truth, but in a lie? Who bewitch you to become critical? Legalism, people who are legal into legalism are always critical of everything and everybody. Political correctness. Always apologizing for the truth. I refuse to apologize for the word of God. I won't. And I'm not going to make it very nice and very sweet when I see people dying every day, destroyed in the church. And I'll come and stand here and make everything look very nice. Polish it. That won't happen. We'll present the truth as it is. And it's up to you to accept truth or not. We know you are blessed by that word of God and look forward to you joining the messages of the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams again. For more information on our events, books and messages, please visit NDW Ministries online at www.ndwministries.org or call our offices on plus one eight seven seven. 3615111 Once again, thank you for joining the Archbishop today. And may you continue to experience the life-transforming power of God's blessings. <laughs>